Okay, welcome back to Plumbing Secrets and Other Political Trappings. My name is Ed Harris, and I'll be your host. This podcast is brought to you by Harris Plumbing. Better plumbing for longer living. Our family's serving yours since 1928. All right, this is part B of The Water You Drink. And before, part A was the source. Today, if you want to entitle this one, you can entitle it Treating the Source. Uh, we, we try to hit the highlights in, in Part A, if you hopefully listen to that. Uh, a lot to cover, tons to cover. And we're going to have to use a little bit of today's time uh, in that also to finish a couple of thoughts. Uh, basically, this is talking about the water you drink. Uh, if, if you haven't listened to Part A, you probably should listen to Part A before B. But quick recap, you know, the water comes in, it gets treated, it goes to water tower, it gets sent out. And that's the most common path of water that most of us here in America, and we're focusing on the United States of America, uh, the process that we follow. So we've got this water that comes to our house that oftentimes is over-chlorinated, uh, over-treated, um, but it's also packed with a variety of chemicals that have it's picked up along the way. Uh, hopefully no bugs. Hopefully if it's been treated properly, no heavy metals such as lead. Flint, Michigan, we'll just throw that out there. Um, you know, hopefully it's it's semi-clean. Um, there was a, a campaign not long ago where they were touting, you know, reminding people that the water from your tap is safe. And uh, and it was all in response, and, and it was pushed by environmentalists because of the plastic bottles. And that's great, but uh, it's not great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, plastic bottles are bad. Sure they are. Um, but pushing the idea that the water that's coming out of your tap is perfectly safe is just as bad and will kill you a lot faster um, if the water's bad. Um, just think about all the, the sickness and, and issues in Flint. Flint is just one of tons of different places across the U.S., that have had issues with their water and continue to have issues with their water that comes out of the tap. So are, are plastic bottles the answer? Uh, probably not. But if you can't afford to treat your water, then you need to take precautions and be careful because bad things can and do happen. And, and regardless, for better health, for longevity of your life, uh, it's it's important to pay attention to some of these details. You know, the, the, there's always somebody out there talking about something that's going to kill you, and I'm sorry. I, I know it can be depressing, especially in 2020 with all the stuff that we're facing. But some of this we're going to cover are things you didn't know. And, and Part A probably brought up a few disturbing details that you did not know. Um, 
the water is now though at your house. So what do, what do we do with that? Whether it comes out of a well and you're treating your own water, uh, most people who want to treat their water and be able to be sure that at all times when they turn it on, nothing weird is going to come out of the tap. Uh, most people want the chemicals gone. They don't want any bugs in their water. Or, you know, we're just we're kind of oversimplifying that. But, you know, E. coli, salmonella, things that can disrupt your digestive tract, um, things that can kill you. Uh, they, don't, they don't want that. Uh, and depending on where your water is coming from and its source, the water might be hard. Um, there are, it, you know, depends on the region where you live. It can depend on the part of the county where you live. Uh, but you may or may not need a water softener. Um, and, and water softeners, you know, are very misunderstood also. We'll, we'll kind of hit on that too a little bit. But the, the, the basic desire is still about the same for most people. Now, on a quick side note. There are some people that are just so disturbed about fluoride in the water. Um, and, and they can keep on being disturbed all they want to. Um, the little bit that's in there isn't hurting anyone. It's not brainwashing you. It's not causing you to do weird stuff. Uh, a lot of municipalities, larger ones, they do put a little bit in there. It has a good benefit. It's not a big benefit. It... it, it mainly helps people who are at the lower end of the earning scale, okay? Most people that have a way to make money and, and do and do okay, they go to the dentist and they get everything taken care of and they get fluoride treatments. There's a lot of people that can't do that, okay? Our, needless to say, our medical scenario here in America is nothing that's all that great. Um... A lot of people in a lot of other places have it much better. But uh, fluoride, for some people, they want it removed. And just so you know, in case you were wondering, in case you're one of those people, <laughs> fluoride filters are incredibly expensive. And you have to change them often, and they get plugged up, and you're welcome to go that route. I have customers who have to have it in the kitchen They've got little ones on their shower heads, and they're just very concerned about that. Uh, and, and just to be clear, that is a colossal waste of your time and money. You're, you're uh, just wasting everybody's time and money. But if that's what you want to do and you've got the money to burn, by all means, put a fluoride filter in your, in your refrigerator if you want to. doesn't matter. Um, I don't advise it. And it's silly. The basic setup for, for what your average person needs for your for your typical water that's coming to your house. Your your various chemicals like the um, chlorine, ammonia nitrates, you know, different things they're using to treat the water to kill the bugs, okay? Kill the E. coli, kill all the bad stuff. Once the water gets to your house, you don't need that anymore. You, you just don't need it anymore. And in fact, it isn't very good to shower with, okay? Now, if you like 
take in your bath in your swimming pool, grab a bar of soap and hop in and do it every day. Uh, more power to you. It will destroy your hair, but if that's what you're into, go for it. Well, the chlorine contents are so high. And, they're, and, and you know, before we get into this, let, let's just hit a side note. You know, this, there is part of the name of this is plumbing secrets and other political trappings. A huge problem that's been going on for many years is that, well, ever since about 2010 is when it really started to nosedive. Uh, our FDA and our EPA have been gutted. And, and especially in the last four years, they've just been destroyed. They are, they really are practically useless. They do a little bit, but they're understaffed, undermanned. All their powers that they had to do what was right have been taken away. And the FDA and the EPA, which includes the CDC, should not be political. This isn't about politics. This isn't about whether you're a liberal or conservative or a moderate or an independent or libertarian. That's not what this is about. I, I, I desperately hate to agree with libertarians. <laughs> I love them. I have a lot of friends that are libertarians. Bill Maher's a little bit of a libertarian. Uh, but, you know, you do want, in a, in a perfect world, the least amount of government possible. You don't want to pay any more than you have to pay to have what you want. And in order to do that, you need your government to be functional, exceptionally functional, and work right. But you don't need like extra people hanging around. So, you know, I, I hate to, I hate to use that phrase about small government. It's really not about small government. It's more about the correct size of what we're wanting. So collectively, all of us, me included, if what we want is A, B, and C, then we need a government that is large enough, capable enough to take care of A, B, and C plus a little bit. Okay, a little backup. All right? We don't need A, B, C, D, E, F, and G just hanging out. No. We, we want the right amount. Well, right now, to put it in perspective, we're not on the alphabet. The FDA is basically a joke. And it's being further destroyed even as we speak here in November 2020. And just being gutted. CDC, hands tied. They're, they're, this is part of the reason why COVID has run out of control. Uh, it's not just one person. Although one person had a lot to do with it. But hopefully he's on his way out now. Um, but that won't solve everything. We have a lot to fix. I don't like regulations that don't need to be there, that are irresponsible. Okay? But I like regulations that are there that do the right job. FDA regulations and CDC regulations and EPA regulations should not be political. It should all be about our health. And we're talking about drinking water here. So they can't help us right now. And they aren't regulating it very well. And it is turning into the wild, wild west really fast. Okay? And yeah, you should be concerned. You shouldn't be scared. 
but you should be concerned. I am sure the people, I hate to keep using them, but the people in Flint, Michigan, weren't real worried about that. They were just trying to go to work. Some of them working three jobs, taking care of the kids, trying to make a better life for their kids and themselves. And boom, now they've gotten lead poisoning. They, they thought everything was going to be okay too. They never thought in a million years that the political uh, spectrum would come involved with their drinking water. Never, ever. So yeah, it can happen. It can happen in any town, anywhere, and, and we've got to be aware of it. But in the meantime, if you want to do something at home, basically you need what's called a whole house filter that will take the chlorine and, and other agents out that they're using to kill the bugs. And then after that water leaves that filter, uh, it if your water's hard, you, you send it into a water softener. And then when it leaves that water softener, it goes into one more filter, which is nothing but a, a it's called a Y strainer. It just makes sure no debris is coming through. And then it goes out to all your faucets, your refrigerator, your kitchen, everywhere else. That is basically in America, for the most part, what you need. Now there are, there are dozens of other things out there that people would love to sell you. And they would love to sell you that for a lot of money. But just based on what you need to get by, you need to be careful. Because there are companies out there, they go water treatment is in their name or water softener will be on their name. Um, some of them have been around for a number of years and have franchised the crap out of their business. Okay, they're everywhere. And uh, we won't name names, but uh, they will sell you a system that you probably could have, if you had a good plumber uh, who, who knows what you need and you bought all those things and had them put in, uh, not you buying them, but the plumber, you know, you're going to spend probably 2000 to 2500 bucks, okay, uh, for a middle of the road, just a basic good system with all that stuff in it. Um, those companies I'm talking about, they'll charge you four and $5,000. But see, they're pushing for you to finance it. So they're making money off of you. They're, they're stealing you blind on what they're selling you because it has a sticker that says Joey Johnson. Sorry, Joey Johnson, whoever you are out there. I'm using your name. Joey Johnson's softeners or Joey Johnson's water treatment. You know, they're just taking your money and then they're making money off the financing too. some of the larger companies. Uh, and, you know, in my book, that's called a kickback. The best thing is you have a good plumber, you have a discussion, you test your water, you see what you need, and you put in just what you need that will take care of what you're wanting it to take care of. And then you maintenance it occasionally to make sure it's okay. Water softeners should be maintenance about every five years. Okay? You have some of these companies, they set you up on this 30-day. They'll come by and look at it. And they're not doing anything. They're not checking anything. There's nothing to do. You're paying for them. They're making money off of you. But if it's installed properly, they shouldn't have to come by every month. 
Now, maybe you can't load the salt in your water softener. Um, okay, well, they're doing something for you at least. But your, your basic system has that filter, softener, wash trainer. That's the basic thing. And let's talk about the filter real quick. And there's a couple different kinds um, that are available. If you go to a box store, what you're going to find at a box store typically are cartridge type whole house filters. And you may spend anywhere from 100 to 200 or $300 buying it. And then every cartridge is 50 bucks or $100. And you're changing it every six months. That's not a good plan. <laughs> if you use a, a, a true whole house filter, which has a, a you know, like a, a nine inch, 10 inch round bottle that is, you know, four and a half, five foot tall, that gets buried in the ground a little ways. Uh, so it's not sticking up out of the ground, ugly as can be. Um, those are called in and out filters. Now, an in and out filter is one option. Another one is a an in and out filter that has a cleaning head on it that flushes out the filter. That has pluses and minuses too. Yes, it's flushing out the filter, which is good, but every time it flushes out the filter, it also takes away a little bit of the material. So in my book, the, the simplest is always the best. A regular in and out filter with no head, water goes in, water comes out, there's no, no moving parts. Um, uh, that, is, that tends to be your best bet. There's nothing for you to maintenance there. When you smell chlorine again, and you'll know, because once the chlorine's gone out of the water and you're used to it, you'll love it. You can drink water out of your faucet in your bathroom and it tastes good, okay? But the day that that filter finally dies and you go to take a shower, you'll swear you just jumped in the swimming pool because it really is very noticeable. Um, so uh, th that is my advice on filter for your, for your, it works great at a, a business that, you know, I, I put them in at dentist offices. They have all that equipment, labs. Um, I just put one in at a dental lab the other day. Uh, they didn't need us. They didn't need a softener. They, they just needed good, clean water that wasn't packed with chlorine. Um, that was eating up all the little rubber bits everywhere and all their equipment. Well, the same applies at your home. Your water heater, your faucets, they all have those rubber bits, your flappers in your toilets, and the chlorine just eats that stuff, you know, up. Uh, softeners, again, I tend to go simple. Softeners, uh, the basic gist is you have digital and non-digital, which is just mechanical. You have metered and unmetered. I like the mechanical unmetered, personally. And the reason why, there's nothing to break. There is one part that is connected to electricity, and it costs about $15. That's the one part that may die. Now, the thing needs to be maintenance. There's seals and other things that have to be changed out every four or five years. And every, like, ten years, you need to put brine in there again because the brine will wear out. But 
the digital ones, you know, here in Florida, we have a lot of lightning. We have a lot of power surges. So if you're somewhere that has a lot of lightning, salt, or power surges, you don't want a digital softener. The salt air, you know, from the salt water eats them up. Uh, the power surges burn them out. And then you have a water softener that's dead. And you're trying to find, uh, you know, a, a motherboard <laughs> to replace it. And you end up spending half the money you spent on the water softener. Now, something you need to know about these filters and water softeners. I don't buy them off the shelf. And if you do, you're, you're doing a terrible injustice to yourself. Uh, and you're getting something that probably doesn't work for your address. Everybody's water is different. Quite literally, people at the other end of my neighborhood, their water could be significantly different from mine. Okay? So, when you run down to, you know, you people used to run down to a place called Sears. For those of you who don't remember what that is. They used to have, you know, really good appliances a long time ago. But... You run down to these places and buy something from the box store, the hardware box store. It's on the shelf. It's all prepackaged in this neat little unit. It's crap. It won't be the right size. It won't have a very good warranty. And you're just basically, sorry for the plumbing phrase, but you're flushing your money down the toilet. If you test your water, have a good plumber, uh... You get the right size softener, the right size and right type filter for what your needs are. That gets built. It gets ordered. It's not something that's just laying around on a shelf. The company uh, I buy from, God, they've been there like 50 years. Uh, they used to be closer to Newport Ritchie. They're out in Odessa. Uh, they're called Charger. And, and, just great people. I tell them what I need, uh, where it's going. If I need advice, they can give me advice. Uh, that's the kind of relationship. And they build it there. And I go and pick it up. It's not something that's just laying around. One size fits all. Because it doesn't. Um, you don't go to a shoe store and say, give me those shoes. Buy them and walk out. You make sure they're the right size. And, and most of the time you try them on. So... Why would you spend, you know, $2,000 or let's say you're just getting a filter and you're spending like, you know, $350 on the filter and $150 to install it. You know, you, you spent with sales tax five or 600 bucks. W would you just do that without knowing it works? Uh, I wouldn't think so. Um, but the box stores love it when you do that. They love for you to come in and just buy what's on their shelf and and then have to change out the cartridge and come back and buy more. Buy two. You know, they love that. And and a lot of these filters that you buy from these box stores and, and water softeners, when they break down, your water shuts off. And, and you're just out of water. Then you are calling a plumber. And usually the plumber will just shake his head and say, why did you do this? You know, should have just called me. We could have had a discussion about what you really need, what will really work, and how much, what the costs are, and, and approach it logically. So that, that's the basics. There are things that salespeople will tell you need. There's things like ozonators and uh, different 
electronic devices that they say are treating the water. And there are things that those actually do, but are they in any way making your life better? Not, not really. Uh, I have people asking me to put, uh, can I get reverse osmosis for my house? Well, yes, you can, you, you know, but you might as well be asking me, can I have a Bentley and place it in a plane so I can ride in the Bentley while the plane flies? Sure, you can. Is it a colossal waste of money? Absolutely. Uh, if you're in the city and on a city municipal system, having reverse osmosis, which a lot of people, they'll have it at their sink and they'll They'll uh, have a little tiny faucet that barely puts out any water, and they'll use that to fill up their their coffee um, uh, because they don't want any buildup in their coffee. If you have a whole house filter, and if you have hard water and have a softener, you don't need the reverse osmosis. It, it's, it is not only the wrong thing, but it's overkill in the wrong way. Reverse osmosis... Think of it like a sheet on your bed. And normally, if you poured water, if you held that sheet up in the air and you poured water on it, water would just pour right through. But reverse osmosis is like that same sheet, but the holes in the sheet are so tiny that if you poured a bunch of water on it, nothing would come through. You literally would have to force the water through for it to get through the sheet. That's called a membrane. That's what's in a reverse osmosis filter. It's a little tiny membrane. Well, the membrane typically isn't any bigger than two, two band-aids put side by side, the width of two band-aids, and about 12 inches long or 10 inches long. And it's this little tiny thin thing but it's, it's real dense and water has to be forced through it. So when it cleans itself, the stuff that didn't go through the membrane is flushed down your pipes, you know, your, your drain pipes. And it's the debris, it's the bad stuff that it stopped from coming in there. Well, in a city drinking system, your typical city drinking system, if you, instead of dumping that down your pipes, bottled it up and sent it in to be tested. Your tests would come back as basically not much there. Okay. So no reverse osmosis, not a great idea in a, in a downtown city and municipal. If you have well water or you're out in the country somewhere, excellent idea. Very good idea because of the types of bugs that may come in. So those are, are the, the simple things that will help you and, and kind of put you in the right path. But you do need to be smart about this. Again, people are, are operating off of the old saying about never give a sucker a break. And they're not. They will take your money faster than you can say, hi, how you doing? Uh, and, and, you know, the next thing you know, all you see are taillights. So be careful with all this. Plan it out. If you ever have any questions, you can email me at edharris at harrisplumbing.net. I'm happy to advise you, give you a tip or two, uh, uh, you know, if you have any questions regarding this. Uh, again, 
I have no problem with helping you out. But you need to find a good plumber that you can have these conversations with. Somebody that's honest, that wants you to be their customer for the rest of your life. And and let them take care of you. Okay? Uh, and, and they are out there. There's still a few good plumbers out there. Um, and stop dealing with some of these companies that, you know, not all specialties are good. And uh, oftentimes some of these units do require a permit and they're not even licensed to put it in. That ought to be a big red flag also. Okay, this is the end of part B of the water we drink. Now you know the source. Now you know what you can do. Now you know where you were throwing money away and you know what to watch for. Um, uh, with this being said, today is the 18th of November. Thanksgiving's coming up. Uh, if you have to travel, please be safe. Look out for each other. Uh, I think yesterday was the day we needed to really start being super careful if we're getting together with anybody. Uh, care for you all, and that's why I mention it. Want everybody to be just do the right thing uh, because it's the right thing to do. Now, at the end of part A, I left out my little catchphrase about what do I know? I'm just a plumber. Um, and I apologize for that. I didn't think about it until I got down to the very end. But uh, I was right there at 30 minutes and I needed to stop, so I did. So I'll say it twice. What do I know? I'm just a plumber. Listen, you guys take care. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. And look out for the next one. It'll be coming up soon. I'm going to try and knock out a few of them over the holidays. Have some interesting topics coming up. Uh, so take care. Be safe. This is the end of Harris Plumbing. Plumbing secrets and other political trappings. Good day.